Welcome to the Talking Freelance Podcast. If you're new to freelancing or looking to maximize your success on platforms like Upwork, you're in the right place. Each week, we invite industry experts and freelance superstars where we unpack their strategies and hear their stories on how they launched and grew their own freelance businesses. Here's your host, a successful entrepreneur, freelancer, and success strategist, Leah Myers. All right, welcome to the Talking Freelance Podcast. I have a special guest um, that I want to introduce to you. Um, It is actually my son, Nick. He has grown up in the entrepreneurial household pretty much his entire life, and um, he will be 18 very soon, so I just wanted to bring him on so he can kind of share um, what it's been like growing up in an entrepreneurial household, some good, some bad, some crazy, some adventures and everything in between. So, um, Nick, go ahead and, um, just tell us a little bit about you, what your interests are, and then we'll get started with some questions. Uh, so I'm Nick. I'm Leah's son, obviously. Um, I run cross country and track. I like playing hockey in my free time. And I also enjoy everything business. Awesome. All right. Um, So you also forgot a few other interests, but, you know, driving your car, driving your sister around has got to be one of your top highlights, right? Um, Not quite. (laughs) Um, What is it like having your mom home all the time, working from home, being around? What has that been like growing up? Like think back to – when you were a lot younger to middle school and now it's through high school. Kind of give us an overall picture of that. Um, it's a little bit annoying because I can't really like throw parties in the house. Haha, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's been ups and downs to it. So it just kind of depends on the outlook. What's your favorite part of having me home all the time? Um, whenever I have a question about something, I can come and bother you when you're working. Yep, that's... I always joke that I will be productive one day. Um, no, I'm way more productive during the school year than I am during the summer. And I just have to give myself a little bit more grace working, knowing that the kids are home and around. And you've never really been in a daycare situation, like a daycare setting. No, no, no. Um, a few babysitters here and there, but overall I've been around most of the time. So we've just had to adapt to the kids learning very young, like when mom's working, mom's working. Um, and then when mom's not working, you know, I'm, I'm dedicated to what they need to have done. So, but as you gotten older, it's been more of like, you want my attention when you want it and not like you need my attention when you really need it. It's more of a communication and that kind of works. All right. Um, did it have an impact on you growing up with your mom attending all of your events, all of the activities that you participated in, like with your peers uh, and things like that? Um, I'd say it had more of a positive impact than a negative one, just because it seemed like you were always there for me. And whenever I'm running at cross country meets, you cheering me on, or even like volunteering, it's like I just have somebody that I know, so I'm more comfortable. Okay. Um, tell me or tell everyone what your favorite childhood memory was um, because your mom has the flexibility in her schedule. Um, 
it's the uh, like the day trips or like going on vacation. And if we want to do something and mom's like, oh, let me work for a few hours. And then she works for a few hours and then we go to a fancy dinner or something. Okay, so you grown up kind of seeing me work when it makes sense and having fun the other times. Yeah. Okay. So do you have one specific instance or one specific trip that stands out to you more than any others that you loved? Um, I think it was the trip to Vegas when we went to Gallagher's um, for dinner when um, you just worked for a few hours at Grandma and Grandpa's house. And then all of a sudden we were at this fancy steakhouse in the afternoon and it was really, really good steak. So. Okay. Yep. Um, that steakhouse bill was over $500. Um, so that was um, definitely a memorable experience of just like saying, hey, I worked extra hard today. We're going to go out to this fancy steakhouse. I would say, and you can, you know, you can elaborate on this, but one thing that stands out to me is when um, we've been on vacation, we've been to like some different resorts and you guys have been working and you guys have been playing in the pool and I'm sitting on the sidelines just kind of just working, but we've had extended vacations whereas nor- like normally we would have had to come home for me to get back to work. Yeah, I think there's been plenty of times when you're like, oh, there's a show I want to go to this next day that we would have been home and then we just kind of skip out on the plane tickets and then fly home the next or in two days instead of the day we would have. Yeah. All right. Thinking back, what is one thing that you probably took for granted for, for your mom's availability? Um, probably like if I forget something at, when I'm at school, um, I'm just like, Hey mom, can you bring me this? And obviously she does, but, um, most people wouldn't be able to have that flexibility to do that. So I don't appreciate it as much as I should, but. I feel like that's a blessing and a curse for me as a parent, like, because I've tried to teach you independence and to remember things, but you know that I will always like not leave you hanging. To be fair, it's like a once in a while. It is. It's definitely gotten better over the years. And you and your sister go through different phases of where one's super forgetful and the other one's on top of it. So that has been um, part of it. So, yeah, but it's been something that you've had, you know, the advantage of having me drop anything to run you something to school from little on even to I remember someone forgetting a pool towel for cross country practice last week. So (laughs) when was the last time I forgot something other than that? Right. Um, all right. So thinking back, um, what, like, what are some annoyances that you had growing up in an entrepreneurial home? Um, I don't really know. Um, annoyances. I think you see the value of a dollar differently than a lot of kids your age. I think that you having a part-time job as a teenager is definitely been an annoyance for you because you see like all of the work that you're doing for very minimal pay. And so I think that that's held you to a higher standard in your brain of what you're achieve of what you want to achieve. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Especially with my goals, I feel like they're super high compared to some of my peers. Um I think that could have also had an effect on it. I think navigating 
growing up in an entrepreneurial household with kids and having them be part of your business, like getting them to understand like I'm working for this reason. I'm working to make sure that you are able to play hockey. You're able to run cross country. You're able to attend all of the different concerts and events that you want to attend, but there's some sort of give and take. I definitely think that um, your and your sister's responsibilities with the household chores is probably a little bit higher than others just because of the rewards and benefits that you've also gotten. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, All right. So how has growing up in an entrepreneurial home impacted your future? Um, So it's definitely impacted in a positive way. Um, The mindset I've been given, it's a very business-like mindset. Um, It even inspired me to start my own business. Um, And with that, like, um, it was all on my own. I built the website from your guidance, and I even, like, started everything up because you're the one pushing me and inspiring me to do so. Awesome. Okay. So let's just make sure that everyone understands. Like, so Nick has started his own business. Yes. The LLC is under my name because he's a minor yet. Um, but once he is 18, it will be transferring over to him. But I also want everyone to understand, like I didn't set up like his entire business. Like I guided him. He had to go figure out how to register his business with the state how to get a wholesale number, where to find merchandise and things like that. So um, Nick, tell us a little bit about your business, where it's stemming from and what your like, what the purpose of your business is within the next year. Yeah. So my business is a sock business. I sell fun, crazy socks. Um, kind of what inspired that is, um, is my love for running cross country and track. I always wear these fun, crazy socks. I wear a headband and sunglasses so I'm just super stylish when I'm out running, and socks have always kind of been a passion of mine. I've always had a sock collection, and one day I just got the idea of starting a business just because I've grown up in that household. I've gotten that mindset, um, and this business is also for part of a DECA project. So some of my goals for that DECA project are to sell 10,000 pairs of socks by the middle of May, and then uh, another goal for that business or that business idea is to incorporate myself into 10 different businesses by putting a stand of my socks in their store or boutique or whatever they may have. Um, Another goal for my business is to um, just grow it as much as possible in in the next year um, and just kind of see where it takes me. Awesome. All right. So I will link Nick's business in the show notes, but what is your website? Uh, my website is strongsocks.com, socks with an X. So there's no confusion. Awesome. And what is, tell us some of your favorite crazy socks that you have on your website. Um, some of my favorite crazy socks are the Cheez-It socks, um, the Chips Ahoy socks, the Swedish fish socks, especially. Um, I also have some really cool animal ones like my cow socks. Um, my goat socks are really popular. And so Nick sat at six different county fairs this summer. And so we live in Minnesota. And so if you can imagine county fairs, there's a lot of 4-H programs. Um, so a lot of different goats, cows, like all of those farm animals. I think that those probably have become your top sellers because where you are 
promoting your socks. Yeah, for sure. And not even at fairs. I mean, animal socks sell everywhere. I've been to vendor shows and I've sold more animal socks than I have anything else. Awesome. Um, So tell us a little bit about who can wear your socks. Um, Socks are for all ages. Um, I even have some kids socks. Um, Those sizes are from three to six, it's small feet, and then um, seven to 10 as the big feet. Um, And those are sizes five or two to five for the big feet. And then um, the rest of my socks are unisex socks. Um, And those ones range from six to 12, where they're more of a one size fits most. I wear size 13 shoes, so they do stretch up a little bit if you have a little bit bigger of a foot. Um, And yeah, socks are for everyone. There's something fun, a fun way to express yourself. And nobody should be limited to the socks that they wear. Um, who is your favorite customer? Okay, so let's talk a, th- a little bit about who your favorite customer is that got socks and was super excited about them. Um, the person that was probably most excited about my socks was my grandma. Your great grandma. My great grandma. We uh, we went up to her house when um, one night because um, we were flying out of an airport near her house the next day, and so. Um, we brought her a free pair of socks, um, and sh- there's a whole bunch of memories with my great grandma with ice cream. Um, she would always make us ice cream cones whenever we visited. Um, so it's been somewhat of a core memory for us as kids. And I had these ice cream socks, and so I gave her a pair for free. We took a bunch of pictures with them. She loved them. Um, she wears them all the time, and talks um, about them all the time. And talks about them all the time. Yeah, she brings them up in almost every conversation we've had since then. And yeah, um, I posted on Instagram. And if you want to check it out, the Instagram is linked at the bottom of my website too. And the fun part is he's seeing her again this weekend and she will be getting another new pair of socks because she has watched Wheel of Fortune forever and ever. And Nick has Wheel of Fortune socks now. So, um, so definitely socks are for anyone and everyone. Um, anything else that you want to share about growing up in an entrepreneurial household? Um, any tips? Any tips for any other entrepreneurial kids? Um, yeah, if you if you have an idea, just run with it. Um, get your parents' support on it. Um, growing a business is a super fun thing. It teaches you a lot about life. It gets you out there. It gives you people experience. It gives you hands-on experience of what the business world is like. And it's just a super good way to get out there and establish yourself in the business world. That goes for kids and also some of the adult listeners that need that little extra jump and push to jump into the entrepreneurial world because that definitely can be scary. But um, you have a lot of support around you. And I think it's just it's something that I would never change. Um, there's obviously just some different aspects I would change, how I would approach things. But overall, raising my kids in an entrepreneurial world, I can't imagine it any other way not being able to be there for them when I want to be there for them and giving them the experiences that I want to give them. So thank you so much for joining us. And when you reach your goal of your 10,000 pairs of socks, we'll have you back on and you can we can celebrate you. Sure. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Talking Freelance with freelance expert, Leah Myers. Each Monday, a new episode is released. You can find us on all major podcast networks and at talkingfreelance.com. 
It is the mission of this podcast to support you to achieve success. The views and opinions expressed on the podcast are those of Leah Myers only and do not necessarily represent the opinions of Upwork. Leah Myers is not an employee of, nor does she receive any compensation from Upwork.